Zabzuwa! Hey guys! Zippity Zabzuwa! Where'd that come from? My head! I literally thought of that as I said Zippity Zabzuwa! If we ever have merch, we can put that on a shirt! I've been thinking about merch recently! Zippity Zabzuwa! The episode started! Welcome everybody! Zippity Zabzuwa! Zuwa! Zippity Zabzuwa! It's forever immortalized now! They. No matter what, we can always go back and listen to it. Zippity I always forget stuff like this, but it doesn't matter. What do you um, think? Yeah, how do you spell that? Zippity would be Z-I-P. P. That's because... No, because zip is... Let me write it out. I would say Z-I-P-I, and then you could either go D-D or T-T. Zippity. I think T-T makes more sense, but... But like zip-titty. Zip-titty doodah. No. No. Zip-titty? There's only one set of T's. Zip tit. You're putting two sets of T's. There's <clears throat> one before the I and one after the I. Ah, zip titty. Zip. I don't like the two P's. I tried it without and it didn't look as good though. Zippity zop zoo Welcome everybody to the Birkin Birds podcast. I was thinking about merch this week and I thought. Well, maybe it's better. You're right. I could design us a shirt for all twenty listeners. Hey, and, and, and I bet you, thing. Mikey, would buy a shirt. We'll we'll give it to you for free. Hey, just because you that. No, no, it'll never cost mind. us like thirty dollars <laughs> on custom ink to make it, <laughs> at least custom ink. No, um, I bet you, like Mikey, would buy a shirt if I made one. Now we should ask Jaron because he used to work at like the sweatshop. <clears throat> the s- he did. He worked at a sweatshop. You don't know the story? No. What? He like actually We gotta let him to, tell like... it. We gotta let him tell it. Because yeah. he's gonna be on. Okay. Alright. We're all just gonna be chonking on gummy worms for the next... first like 30 minutes. You're the one that dumped them out. Okay. Next, next episode, we'll have Jaron on. And he'll tell you the sweat worker story. We should probably check with him first and see if he's available. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm, <laughs> I'm making the plans right now without asking him. Cool. As we tend to do. Yeah. We do. Oh, do we me... have any business? Hold on. One second. Um, let me... This is part of business time. Okay. One of our business times is that we're going to... One of these days, I'm going to cut your eyes. <laughs> or cut them. Hello? Hey, what are you doing, man? Dude, Jaron, you're on the podcast. Say hi. I am on my way to work. What are you doing? Oh, we're recording the podcast. Okay, so I already uh, made... Are? Yeah, I already made plans next week. For you to be on our podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a good night at work. <laughs> you can't do that. Wonderful man. Okay, you gotta hang Wait, up with something. <laughs> Can you hear me? It sounds like you can't hear me. Well, I, I heard a uh, plan next week, and then I said what day, and then. Oh, I didn't, oh I didn't hear you say what day. Oh, your phone must be cutting out. Sorry. And the, the people Sorry. on the good podcast didn't hear this either. Uh, we will figure that out. Okay. Are you available Sounds next good. week? There's a good starting question. Um, Depends on the day. Me and my wife will be out of town from like 4th. See, this is why six. I said we had to check. Okay. Well, we, we, we love you and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Good luck. We'll need it. You gotta tell people they're on a podcast when they're on a podcast. You did. I, I did. Oh. <laughs> um, I was thinking I could put together a shirt for us that was like a 
It's it looks good in my head. I gotta just make it and show you. Okay, well, how, how about this for a shirt? All the fun quotes that we well, had. we I could do like a little design with like the public nuisance dog. What other what other things oh, we put I on? I don't shirt? know, but every time I remember public nuisance dog, I just love it so. That much. That was yeah, that was a great episode. What what other stuff could we we could make a what thirty four gallons of cum shirt? <gasps> we could. <laughs> But then but you, don't, you don't label all it. All it's gotta be it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just a bucket with like white. 34 <laughs> buckets that have like white liquid in it. And everyone's like, is that milk? And it's like, yeah. Hear, hear me out. That what what if we amazing. did 34 gallons, but just like in a big tub and it just said 34 gallon oh, with, it, with it slightly. With the white liquid just yeah, like. With it slightly yes, spewing over the top. Yes. And then like a sized person just standing next to it. Yeah. Like, looking up. I like it. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> just a tub. That's really freaking But funny. then no one no one would know what it is unless they've listened. Yeah. That that's Incredible. the perfect that's the perfect merch. Gus Johnson dropped some merch this week where it's like there's quotes and like random things that if you're a fan you know and if you're not then you don't. But the best the best way to do that is still make it look like a cool design. Right. Because then if you don't get it, it's still like, oh, that's a cool design on that shirt. But if you get it, then it's an extra level of yeah, oh I like I that. Agree. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually so like may, that. Maybe merch coming too, like, That'd be like how we said our That'd be YouTube sick. channel was going to come a couple yeah. months ago. So in reality, neither of them will happen. <laughs> but it's a dream. <laughs> That'll be sick. I'm going to design up one that I was thinking about soon, and I'm going to show you guys, because it would be a very good level of that, where it's somebody looking at it and be like, oh, that looks like a cool shirt, but they wouldn't exactly know what it is. I like that. Yeah. Um. Okay, is that everything for business time? I think so. End of business time. End of business time. We, uh... Christ have mercy. I'm, we're gonna go to... I'm just gonna ignore it. We're going to Cherry Hill tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah. In but a few hours. Well, I've never been to Cherry Hill, and for those who don't know what Cherry oh, Hill yeah, is, do you want to explain it? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this today, because we've been together for six years, and he's never been. And I know that I've been during that time. At least twice. Yeah. So, I don't know if maybe you just, like, Where worked. was I? Oh, I learned a new word today, but we can talk about that after. I wonder where you were last Well, time. I was going to say, I was like, what, what was I doing? Cucking? But we will learn what that is in a second. I you assume go. it's somebody in the process of being a No, nope, no. Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway. I'm probably right. Anyway. I think we normally, like, would go with family instead of friends. And so that's why Jay couldn't come is because, like, they planned it on a day that works for family and he had to, like, work or whatever. But if you've never been to Cherry Hill, it is very fun. It's a water park. It's mainly a water park. They also have mini golf and like some other activities that you can do, but it's mainly a water park. Um, they have a tube slide, like a tube water slide. That's very fun. I enjoy it every time I go on it. And then the lazy river is the best because they like every 20 or Amazing. 30 minutes, um, it, it's just like really fun because they start playing fun music and then like water will start spraying from different sides. And and every 30 minutes it becomes a chaotic river. It's chaotic. <laughs> it's literally chaotic. There will be like buckets hanging up that like fill with water and then they dump on you and you'll go through like a tunnel that has mist. But it's like every 20 or 30 minutes. So it's pretty often. Yeah. Um, but it's very fun and it's been very hot here. Except for today. Today was nice. But anyway. It was nice. We're really excited to go. So if you've never been... And have an opportunity to, for this last month of summer coming up, do it because it's fun. Yeah, come to Utah and do that. 
<laughs> you realize it's most of our of listeners in, are in those Utah. Those of you in uh, in Uruguay, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We uh, cut. I I mention it to hold on. You keep your your cuck mouth shut, Jay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mention it to my friends. Essentially, nobody knew what it was. Really? Basically, no one's even heard of it. I wonder <laughs> if it's because grandma and grandpa live by it, and we just like grew up kind of going and that's there. No, it's kind of low key. It's not know. like super. Oh, oh! I forgot to mention they also have like a campsite, so people can like bring their RVs and like stay there. You remember because you have to walk through that part before you get through. That's right. And like I always forget, there's like smaller pools and there's like a little kitty area for the kids, which is like really fun. Mm. Like I think genuinely you can go at any age and enjoy yourself. Like it's really a fun place. Um, but yeah, they also have like campground as well. They do. But yeah, I, I I'm always surprised by how many people don't know what it is either. Yeah. But then again, like on the opposite end, people who live there totally know what it is. Yeah. Because my manager at work lives like right up there. I don't know exactly what city she lives in, but it's right up there. So when I told her I was going to Cherry Hill, she was like, oh, I love Cherry Hill, where normally I get, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's really fun. But it's... I, I basically stop saying Cherry Hill and I just say a water park now. Yeah. <laughs> because It's really fun. I don't know if you knew this, but our cousin used to work there. I did not know that. Crystal. Mm. She used to work there. Um, I think her sister Brooklyn did too, for hmm. a little bit. But yeah, it's really fun and... I don't think Jay's excited, but we'll make him excited. Why would you not be excited? I just, uh, I, I don't get excited for things like until it's like the day of. Mm. He's not excited for unless Disney it's World like currently. something I'm like really, really interested in, and like have like like video game a video. And game that's a Kickstarter like that. game, and you're excited for a whole year. Correct, and you can't contain it. He's sitting in a little ball of energy for an entire year. He's just like vibrating, like. It's coming can, in eight months. I can attest to that. It's always a little <laughs> ball of vibration in him. If you ever hear a little tapping, that's what it is. He's he's so antsy about these games. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure it would be a good time. I just don't get excited for things. I, you'll enjoy like it, though, because you enjoyed going to the lake, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's fun. It's, it's really a fun time. Um, really quick before you tell your story, can I say one other thing that I just got reminded of? Yeah, but hurry. I want to get to what a cuckold is. So today, uh, Cloak launched a new line called Intelligent Life, and I bought a couple shirts. I shouldn't have, but I did. But they also released a glow-in-the-dark Frisbee, and when I said the lake, it reminded me of that because we were, like, throwing the oh, yeah. Frisbee around, but it's a glow-in-the-dark Frisbee. That's cool. So, like, it'll be super fun that, like, if we ever want to, like, go outside when it's, like, starting to get dark, we could still throw the Frisbee around. So yeah. I yeah. got that. That's awesome. But that's that's it. No one else cares. You guys probably don't uh, are care. Are you guys ready for your new word of the day? It's is called it? cuck. Do you know what a cuck is? I do. Do you? I didn't know what a cuck was. Do you know what a cuck is? That was Gabe's insult of choice, like right before it he left. It stems from the word cucky. It stems from the word cuckold. A cuckold is a man who enjoys watching his wife have sex with other men. You are correct. Really? That's what yeah. a cuck is. I didn't know that. So, so it is a. So, according to the dictionary, it says. A cuck is a man who lets his wife or girlfriend have sex with other men or women. Uh, often lets, oh, often the man lets her do whatever she wants and treat him like shit. <laughs> Short version of cuckold. And then the example is, John watched his wife get fucked by another man. What a cuck. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a funny insult to use. When your friend's being a little dummy, you call him a cuck. I, here's the thing. I You can start using that. I don't love it because it sounds really dirty. 
But then I use, like, my word of choice as fuck. And so it's I guess just it's a mix that. of that and cocks, so. I wonder if that's... No, because it comes from... I don't know where the word cuckold came from. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But that's I kind just, of a weird word. Just calling someone a cuck just feels, like, icky. When I think of the word you know, cuckold... because it's too close to cunt, you know, You know what it sounds like? It sounds like, for me, it sounds like a hillbilly word. Like, get over here, you cuck. It's weird, because when I think of it, I think of, like, a chicken... Like, chickens and a chicken I was coop. thinking chicken, that's too, for so some reason! That's so weird! Why? He said cuck, and I was like, <laughs> I don't... Why am I thinking of a chicken? I don't know, because I cluck. Probably. That might... That's cluck, probably cluck, it. Cluck, cluck. But you just said cuck, and, like, I'm just thinking of, like, chicken... <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I too. didn't realize that that was his insult it's of really choice. Weird. That's that's pretty funny. So I got these crackers. They're called Cheese It Grows, and they're scorching hot cheddar. I wanted you to try it with me, Jared. Oh, okay. That's I liked them a lot, and they were a lot hotter than I thought they would be. Hotter than you thought they would be? Yeah, but it's not like crazy hot. It can be crazy but hot. But I want you to try one or two of them. Yeah. Oh, they're big. I didn't realize they'd be that big. Are they not the size of regular? No, they're bigger than Cheez-Its. No, Cheez-Its are... Cheez-Its Cheez are like... Oh, Cheez-Its grooves are that size. I oh, yeah. I guess I'm going to All right, so we're going to try it, friends. Gross. They love it. Are you not going to have one? No, it's too spicy. Huh. That's hotter than I expected. Too spicy. How do you know you haven't tried it? Oh, even smelling it, like, makes my nose hurt. It's good. Now, friends... I can't eat hot stuff all the time because my stomach he gets the very much disagrees with it. No, but it's I, heartburn. I absolutely yeah, it's, it's heartburn. But I absolutely love spicy food. Mm. It is. It is. I just I have to be careful when I eat it because I don't want to die. Right. So, and it should be noticed that this is the special Overwatch edition package. Mm -hmm. But I want you guys to uh, that's all <laughs> to know that this this box will probably last me like couple weeks yeah because you can't eat a lot of them even if you wanted to um i was gonna ask because the back of that box reminded me we were talking i don't remember if you guys were there i think it was on sunday i i posed the question and i was just kind of curious about it i posed the question do you ever think that esports will be in the olympics oh yes i remember when you said that. so i asked that and cagney was immediately like no and then i was like well hold on though think about it though because like the world's changing so fast. Esports is bigger than it was five years ago. And yeah. ten years ago. And ten. And but you think now, skateboarding didn't used to be in the Olympics and it right. is now. It's so cool. I'm not I've talking watched. about in two years. Right. But like, you don't think it's going to be there next year. In, in 40 years. I think so, for sure. Maybe. So what's, what's really interesting is I had a guy ask me about my tattoo on my uh, wrist, which if you don't know, it's a Halo tattoo. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a Halo tattoo. It's a video game. He's like, oh, yeah, that's it's one of them, them new fancy games, and they have the the big competition. And I was like, oh, yeah, like eSports. He's like, yeah, he's like, I just think it's really fascinating that that people can can show their, their great skill. And he pretty much just went off saying, like, how he, he can appreciate people putting time into their craft. Thank you. And that's getting awesome. out, you know. Because I agree. Entertainment. Which I was like, yeah, like, and he's like an older guy. I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> may can I, everyone be may like... I give you a kiss on the mouth? <laughs> I Legitimately, I hear people like, why would you want to watch somebody play a game? Can I Can I say... What are sports? Why would you want to watch somebody play? Why would you want to go watch a play? Why would you want to go watch a movie? Oh, my... Because you're watching somebody who's better at the thing than you are 
do the thing. That's exactly yeah. what it is. My uh, my boss, he cannot understand why I'll watch Twitch at work. Like on like on a Saturday when it's slow, I'll just have it playing in the background. I'm like, it's it's watching a sport. He's like, but it's watching people play video games. I'm like, well, it's the same thing when you're watching like workout competitions or you're watching yeah. like a football game. You're you're watching other people pros do pro things. It's, yeah, it's, and it's incredible. I think it might come from the fact that they don't understand how hard it is to do what these people are doing. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think it really does stem from watching great be great, or even watching like people who are up and coming get good. I mean, that's why a lot of people like watching college football because they see the they see the nfl stars before they're nfl stars yeah i mean i mean there's a lot of other reasons too why people enjoy college football or basketball for that matter right um but you're you can be like yeah i've been watching him since college yeah and he's crazy a lot of the time when i'm watching smash content some of the smash youtubers and people on twitter that i see aren't like wildly better than i am but they're funny they provide good they're good entertainers that's another reason you watch them Mm -hmm. It's not just somebody sitting in a room by themselves not saying anything. Yeah. They're they're providing content. Yeah, it's uh and a lot of the times like they can be they can be going through like a crazy battle or, or doing something crazy and they're just having a chill vibe conversation with the chat. Yeah. And I also love how they refer to you as chat. Mm-hmm. That that's something I think is so cool. Yeah. I agree. Cuz I mean, in football and stuff and soccer, you have the fans, right? Not only are we fans, but like we're we're chat. That's just what we are. Yeah. So I actually wrote in my notes this week to talk about video games because I've been expanding my horizons to a lot of new stuff. Have you guys been doing new things video game wise recently? I started playing Animal Crossing again. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. Yeah, I'm. I have only played a couple times. Um, you like totally deleted your island and started from scratch, didn't you? I rebought the game. Oh, that's right. Because the game is on our other Switch, yeah. and I got my Switch Lite. Did you so buy we, the physical one or the digital one? No, dis- okay. digital. Um, I just got it because uh, one of our friends, she recently got a Switch, and I wanted to be able to play it with her, and I decided that I might as well just buy it. Because I really did enjoy it. Oh, you loved I that think, game. I think the reason I was having a hard time with like wanting to play it is because I deleted everything, which I tend to do because like I did that with Mar- uh, Paper Mario when I finished the game. I was like, oh, this will be fun to play it again, so I deleted it, but then I was like didn't really have any motivation because I didn't have any of my power-ups or anything. So mm. I think that's the reason. But it's nice to start fresh. Um, I have, like, a, the island itself looks different. And I'm going to try and, like, just make it different just for fun. Mm. So I just, the only thing is, like, I put a lot of hours into the other one. When you go onto my profile, I've played it for over 430 hours. No way. Yeah. So I I've put a that. lot of hours into it. I had a lot of items. I had That's a lot of- nearly half as long as I've played Smash. That's insane. Yeah. That's a long time. I know. And I've put, I have put I put a lot of, like, work into it. And the other day I was kind of sad because I was like, well, I lost all my items and everything. But I just think it'll be fun to kind of start over and just, hmm. I don't know, make it something new. So uh, Xbox has done their, um, their yearly, like, summer sale where they have a big, big bunch of games on sale. Anyways, <clears throat> I bought uh, the original Lion King, which is a, like, a 16, it's like an 8 or 16-bit. No, it's not, it's not 8. I think it's a 16-bit. Um, game that was on the Sega Genesis. Huh. And I've what been playing that. What are you doing? That. So it's a side scroller, but oh, you, it's like a platformer. Yeah, but it's like oh. old school. You, it's, it's old school. It's in the game. You essentially play as uh, Simba, and you go through the story. Hmm. Like after um, 
say in the beginning you you kind of go through this one level where it's just like he's learning learning about the fucking pride lands and shit and then in the next level you're you're doing the just want to be king song and mm. you have to jump on the giraffes and the hippos and shit yeah. after that it's like the boneyard um so it's just i don't know it's just old school but it's actually challenging like uh, it, it's it's difficult cuz you have to land like the jumps and stuff correctly but I learned that if you press, like, the left bumper, it will rewind you. Oh, what? So I was like, oh, okay, so I could just fucking cheat. What the heck? But it, it's a nice feature, though. Because, like, it is annoying to get... Because you, you will get up to, like, the third or fourth level, and then you die and you have to restart. Because from, no, from the very beginning. Because it's old school, right? Mm -hmm. I guess, it's, yeah. it's, like, from cartridge, yeah. so there, you, there's no saves. You, you got you it for, like, what, 10 bucks? Yeah, it was on sale for, like, 10 bucks. And it came with the Aladdin game, too. Yeah, the Aladdin game. I, I only played that a little bit when I was younger. The Lion King and the Toy Story game was really the ones I played, but um, good Dang. stuff. Like, really, really enjoyable stuff. That's awesome. Have you been playing more Jurassic World Evolution at all? Yes. Yeah, really? I, uh, I hopped on a little bit ago, and I, I was messing around with the park, um, trying to get DNA for the T-Rex. And oh. Have you building that encounter? No, no. Not after the cabin. cabin, I got busy with a lot of other stuff. Um, I pulled out my switch so I can look and see because I have at least like five games that I'm playing right now. It's kind of insane, actually. Um, a lot of these games are ones that I get from the deal section on the. Oh, that section is so good. Gosh, it's amazing. I was just barely pulling it up so I can look at it right now because they always have good stuff on there for um, cheap too. Like, a lot of games Two I bucks. got have been less than five bucks. I appreciate yeah. that you guys are interested in indie games. I love indie oh, games. Oh, indie games are awesome. isn't by big developers, but it's by someone who wanted to create a game and, like, hone their craft. Because, like, I really want to make a bo board game. Like, that's yeah. been that's been a, a goal for me for a couple years now. Yeah. And eventually I'll get there. But, you know, video games are just like that, except, you know, just digital. Yeah, that's true. Um, recently I've been playing, here we're, we'll, we'll start my list. So Kel and I started playing Tools Up. Oh, it's I love Tools Up. It's so fun. Where you like renovate houses and you have blueprints that you have to look at and work with your teammates to build And you have like a specific like amount of time and, and yeah. you have to like cool. run around and paint the walls and it's really fun. Yeah. I was playing Jurassic World Evolution, which is a park builder game that Jay was just talking about. Um, and then on top of that, um, I recently started, um, Little Nightmares. Um, Little Nightmares 2 came out this year. Little Nightmares 1 came out in 2019. And it has been amazing. It is so good because, especially with the Crushers, because they, they add an extra level of depth to anything you do with and them. And what's the Crushers? Uh, the Crushers, Jay. I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> they are a wonderful pair of Skull Candy headphones. I, I've always been impressed with Skull Candy's headphones. Um, they're a very good pair of headphones. They have um bass boosting and you can actually choose the level of bass that you want with them and so if you have it all the way up and you're listening to a bass heavy song or playing a bass heavy game or something like that they're they're rumbling on your head best way to experience stuff best way to experience beat saber by far or even to watch a movie on your phone i don't know if That's, you've ever done that i haven't done the that. first it's time nice. i believe that the first time i listened to glass animals album that they dropped last year i used his headphones because yeah. i wanted to experience it with good headphones yeah oh my gosh it's it's 
because obviously it's going to be a good album no matter what, but like having really good headphones to just listen to it for the first time through was like an absolute, like I just, they even recommended, they like put out a thing that was like, get in some comfy clothes, tell people that you're not to bug you for an hour and just like lay down and close your eyes and just like experience it. And it was so, it was like spiritual. It was so good. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I've been playing those three. Um, and then I have been playing Donkey Kong Country and all mm. these, I'm switching off between all of them at the exact same time. Cause usually I'll play a game and then that'll be it until I beat it. Right now I'm playing like five, six, seven games at once. So some days I'm in the mood for Donkey Kong Country. So I'm playing that. So right. it's the new Tropical Freeze one, the one for the Switch. Um, it's been out for a few years. Now, um, but... which is crazy because that's not me. That's not how I game. Yeah. You go through periods. I... But you don't really like campaigns as is, though. Yeah, they have to really, really pull me in. Yeah. Just because in my head I say, I don't have time to do this, no. which which I do. I just choose to play online multiplayer. Right. right. Aside from that, I've been playing... <laughs> is there more? Okay. Aside... <laughs> I almost don't want you to cut it out. <laughs> Aside from that, I've been playing... Subnautica Below Zero, which is the second Subnautica. I need to play that It's one. horrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, and if you don't know what Subnautica is, it's essentially a game that is basically entirely in water. Um, and so you're in the ocean. If you have submechanophobia, don't play it. most of the game. If you have ocean phobia. It's submechanophobia. No, that's what, oh, that is. That's right. what the machines you're are. Right. You're right, you're right, you're right. If okay. you're scared of the ocean like me, don't play it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just watch people play it yeah, and get scared out of their mind. That, yeah. Um, and then the only other one I can think of at the moment, here, let me check. There's been that. And then the only other one that I can think of right now, yeah, is I still need to finish Doom Eternal. That's one of them too. Um, oh, you didn't finish that? No, you I haven't have, finished that. You played the shit out of it. I was, I was, yeah. I got busy with so much other stuff. And then I'm also throwing Smash in there every now and then, too. Um, I'm playing Hue, which is a puzzle platformer game. And that makes eight, I think. And then my ninth one that I got was, um, it's called Hyper Light Drifter. And this one I've been very excited to tell you guys about, all right? So Hyper Light Drifter is kind of, it's not similar to Dark Souls, but the difficulty is similar to Dark Souls. Okay, Dark Souls is... I don't know is, what Dark Souls is. So Dark Souls is a, um, it's... We, we, it, the newer ones are, they're like 3D, um, third, your third person, and they're like extremely difficult. Um, it's like a fantasy RPG, kind of, Kind right? of, yeah. Okay. You control like this knight, sorry, so pretty much you control this knight and you're fighting like undead and dragons and shit, but it's like, uh, it's like a typical level where you have to follow along the level path, um, except the combat is extremely difficult. And when you die, you start all the way over. Oh yeah. fuck! There's it's no there's no checkpoints. Very, so I it's mean, it's a hard game. It, yeah, but they specifically design it to be hard. People yeah. play this for the challenge. Right. Yeah. So Hyper Light Drifter is a game that came out in 2016, and it's it's like a it's a pixelated game, um, but it's gorgeous. Here, I'll show you guys a couple screenshots right now, and I can send you them so you can put them on the Instagram. Um, so this is what it looks like. Right. This is one of my favorite screenshots I took from it. Oh, balls. So that right there. Okay. Oh, wow. So that's wow. my character right here. Um, you have this, you know, lots of good, like, scenery and stuff like that. Um, cool. So this is some is of the... Is that like a giant monster? Yeah. 
I didn't have to kill it. That was just like, I was part of the environment though. Like you see wow. that and it's like huge. Yeah. So this was one of my gameplay sections just to show you kind of what the gameplay is like. So you have a dash that you can use to get over gaps and stuff. Uh -huh. um, and then you have your sword and you actually have a gun as well. And we'll upload this little thing to the Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so when you go into the combat, you have five health as you different attacks don't usually do more damage except for like boss attacks, but you have five health to work with and can get upgrades and stuff that lets you make the combat a little bit easier. But it, they do say specifically that it's possible to beat the whole game without any upgrades at all. You could do that. Wow. It's already hard enough by itself. So then when you beat that, you can go into new game plus and you get two health, and you start with all the upgrades, I think. But you get two health. Wow. Jesus. So some boss attacks do more than two health by themselves, which means you cannot get hit during, like, boss battles and stuff. You can't get touched. Wow. Which just makes it ridiculously, ridiculously Yeah, that's hard. hard. That is the last, that is the ninth game I've been playing, and once I'm done with all lot. of them, yeah, I know. <laughs> Can I tell you about this other one I've been playing yes. before we move on? Please. Um, it's called To the Moon. Have I told you about it at all? No, is it on Switch? Yes. Okay. Um, it was on one of those videos. Sometimes videos, because I don't follow anyone specifically that posts these on TikTok, but sometimes they'll come across where it's like eight cozy games. So they're like games that like aren't obviously FPSs or RPGs or anything. They're just like simple um you can play them like in bed all cozied up and they're like fun to play. Um, so it's called to the moon and I love the concept of it. It's a very sad game. Mm -hmm. Um, the music in it is incredible. It, it actually recommends that you play it with headphones. Um, but basically the concept is, um, this man is dying and has a dying wish to go to the moon. And in this world, and also, sorry, I forgot to mention, it, it looks similar to, like, Stardew Valley, but less pixelated, so it's a little bit more, okay. like, detailed, but it's it's just like that. Like, you, it's just like Stardew otherwise. Yeah. Um, basically, he wants to go to the moon, and these two people from this company um, come, and they, they basically say, like, we can go back in your memories, travel back in your memories, and change your life in the past so that it... Because they're like, we can't take you to the moon, but we can go back in time through your memories and help gear you towards that so that, like, you can actually go. Hmm. But the wow, thing is, you play the game backwards. It is so good. Because you play it, it backwards. Um, I can't remember. I'll have to find I'm it. i look and see if it's on sale right now. It's so good because you start because he's dying. So you start there and I'm down to the point where he's like a child now, but you get little tiny snippets of story. What the heck? And you don't totally understand what happens until you move into the next memory back. And then it like tells you a little bit more of the snippets. It's really cool because you're like playing it backwards. It, I It's seriously incredible. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is there any like challenging aspects to it? Like, is it a puzzle game or? No, no. It's It's like a story game. So what exactly do you do? Do you like make choices oh, or do so you like in I haven't finished it yet, but like what happens is you have to you, you see like a memory and then you can walk around and interact with the environment around you and certain important objects from that memory will give you like a little gem. And then once you find what the next memento is, like which is a like basically a memory that stands out, mm. then you put the gems into it and then you just it, it basically helps you move to the next one 
Um, there's not really any puzzle to it. It's very much just like a storytelling game. Um, but you do just like interact with the the stuff that's around you. Yeah. It's really good. It's $12 for anybody who wants to. It's it really good. Also, if you don't have a switch, go get a switch. What are you doing? <laughs> go yeah. get a switch. I legitimately, they have even for people who are like more hardcore gamers. Like there's a lot, there's a, or even casual. Like it, it, it genuinely has something for everyone. I think. Let me ask you this. Can you go take your, uh, can you go take Bioshock in the car with your Xbox? No, you can't. I can. All right. That's my little brag. Well, well <laughs> they can start doing it like with the Stadia shit. Yeah, but that's not out yet. The Steam Deck? No, Stadia. Like on your phone? Stream it to your phone and play like with the controller? Oh, that's true. So, but the Switch genuinely has something Help for me out, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's so worth it to get one. Yeah. And honestly, I know you might not agree with this. If you're not a hardcore gamer, and you're more of like a casual, like I just want to play while I'm like watching TV or something. Get a Switch Lite. There's no need to get a Switch, like a regular Switch, unless playing on the TV is like a very vital thing to you. If you're okay with or, just or doing like, handheld. Yeah, because like playing with others too. Right. Cause... But if you're just interested in playing like, say, Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley or anything like that, it's so worth it to get the Lite because it's cheaper, it's a little bit smaller, so it's more comfortable. And, like, I have not once regretted not being able to play it on the TV. I, I never really played our regular Switch on the TV anyway, but I love my light, honestly. I can agree with you there, as long as people know what they're going to use it for. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing, there is actually one thing that was throwing me off when I started playing Animal Crossing again. Obviously, when you play on a regular Switch, the controllers vibrate, but the, the light does not vibrate. So that it was doesn't one... vibrate at all? Mm-mm. Huh. So that was one weird thing, like, when I would go fishing... It, like, doesn't vibrate, so that was kind of throwing me off. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't change your experience of gameplay at all. Yeah. So, totally get yourself one. It's really worth it. Yeah. One other thing I was going to tell you about Little Nightmares is that the controller vibrates in, like, a heartbeat when there's, like, a monster nearby. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, and so you got the headphones on. And there's not really, like, music in the game. And so you, you're hearing, like, a monster walking around, and you can see it. And your controller's vibrating like with a heartbeat and you're like sitting there like holding your breath. It's 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 a good That's old cool. it's a good old experience. So I don't play a lot of new video games, but I did get a new board game called The Night Cage. Oh yeah. I ordered it on KS or uh Jesus. Uh, I ordered it off of Kickstarter uh, over a year ago. Over a year ago and we got it and it's a good time. It's a um, it's pretty much you're you're at, you're crawling through a dungeon and you're trying to avoid monsters and find the keys and escape. But it's really cool. It's cooperative. I really love the art and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so today I was scrolling through Facebook and I am still friends with a few people at my old job. And one of them shared something. <laughs> First of all, I love following older people on Facebook because they post ironically the funniest stuff. Cause it's like, these because like it's stupid. It's like these grandma memes that, I just where it's like back it to work again any, and it's like a picture of a minion. I know. <laughs> it baffles me that anybody finds them humorous and that in itself is humorous to me. Yeah. So <laughs> she shared this thing and it's one of those things where it's like the the cutesy little oop you got to do this little math thing. What's the PEMDAS? What's the order of operations, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a plus a plus a equals 3. Well, what is a equal to do you think? Hmm. And so that's... Uh, a plus A, uh, one. You're right. A is one. You're right, Jay. Hey, man. 
People don't give you enough credit. Okay, next. <laughs> B plus B plus A equals five. Ooh. <laughs> uh, two. Two. B's, uh, B's two. B is two. That is right. And then C plus C plus B equals eight. Yeah. So... So we know what B is. B is two. We're right. So two minus C would be six. So C, C is three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then the question itself, Jay, after that, it says, okay, now that you know all those, it says A plus B times C equals what? E squared. Oh. oh you're thinking, I get you. You're thinking about the, yeah, so you're kind of off, but you're kind of on the right track. You want me to walk you through it? Okay. Okay. So what was A again? One. Yeah. What was B? And two. And then C was? Uh, three. Yeah. So do you know the order of operations? Ooh. Um, Ooh. I believe it's, <laughs> <Take me back. laughs> uh, I believe it's, uh, octagons over orangutans, but only when it rains. What the fuck? Did you just come up with that off the old noggin? Huh. <laughs> I don't know what more to say than that. <laughs> um, so anyway, okay. This lady that I used to work with commented on it and she got it wrong. What? I know. The answer is seven. Because you have to do the multiplication first and then you do the addition. Because two times three is six plus one. But she said nine. Yeah. And she's like, she was like a manager at my old job. That like has to do with what I wonder money was and finances and stuff. Was PEMDAS different when we were in school? No. It wasn't? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing because in my head, I saw the post and I was like, already, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she'd share that. And then I saw the comment and I saw she got it wrong and I was like, oh my no. gosh. so awkward. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> okay. This is all, all credit for this goes to the Case File podcast. That's where I got essentially all this information. Case File True Crime is what yeah. it's called. Um, best true crime podcast there is. Do you want me don't, to find what episode number it is? Yes, please do. Um, episodes. It's a set of three. It is a set of three. And it's so worth it. I Absolutely. It'll be like, what, maybe two hours of your time, I think? Uh, probably closer to three. I think each episode is about an hour. Now, so, people who don't like uh, true crime enjoy this or no? Actually, yeah. Be because here's the thing about this one. It doesn't have to do with like gruesome murder. It's not murdery. It's not gruesome. It's There's not like the death of a child. It's not like one of those. It's just like straight true crime. It's like... It's not it's just even so just that. It's essentially just a fascinating story through and through. Yeah, that's all it, it is. Totally is. That's okay. just that's all it is. It's just an amazing story. Which I, you know, this you story can, has rogue agents. This story has lying and deceit. It has so it heartbreak is... and everything. It's just it's it's like a movie. It's legitimately like a movie. It's, it's crazy. Um, it's case number seventy six, and it is three parts. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So I. Also, you, like Jared said earlier, best true crime podcast. If you are interested at all about true crime or even not, at least listen to this episode because one. it's going to get you into this it. This will start. And yeah. It's so well told. And coming from someone who's really into true crime, I enjoy it more than other true, true crime podcasts because the host is Australian. So he tells a lot of Australian murders and stories, which... A lot of like American hosts don't do. So it's very interesting because 
although he does tell like the big ones, like that obviously everyone has heard of, there's a lot that I've never even heard of before. And it's so interesting. Yeah. Um, Kel, you helped me out with some details here and there. I know you don't, I, I listened to it recently so I could get it fresh in my head. It was a couple weeks ago. I did too. Um, I also will leave out some smaller stuff that he talks about. I, I implore you to go listen to the whole thing after I tell about this. Great use of that word. Thank you. Um, so I, I guess I'll just start at the beginning of where he starts, which is essentially, I'm actually reading the book that he mentions in it a is lot. Is it good? It's pretty, it's pretty dang good. What's I, it called what's again? Book called? It's called Crud in a Basket. Hold on. Um, God. Crud in a Basket. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. American Kingpin. Ah, uh, yes. I'm only 10% of the way through it. I'm not very far into it. Are you listening to it on Audible? No, I'm reading it. Just oh, reading it. Okay. Um, on iBooks. Oh, okay. oh so, I gotcha. Anyway, um, so this story revolves around our main character, whose name is Ross Ulbricht. Um, and Ross and his sister uh, tried out to actually sent in an audition video for The Amazing Race, I think. That or Survivor. I can't remember which one it was. was that it doesn't it? talk about this in the podcast. What? This is in the book. I know. This is in the I book. love both of those shows yeah. so much. So they tried out for that. And Ross at the point had not started college yet. And so, oh, so they were this young. Is like, but, well, it was like right before that. Okay. It was like right before he started college. Okay. And they had tried out for that show and he was super looking forward to it. He thought that it was kind of going to be his next chance at life really because he didn't really know where he was going. And so that's kind of the first chapter of this book that I'm reading. And then it goes into um, he. So a couple months later. We know that they did not make it. They, you know, didn't end up being on the show. He starts college and he goes, to, I can't remember what college it is. For those finer details, you'll have to listen to the it podcast. It doesn't I don't, matter, yeah. really. <laughs> um, he meets a girl named Julia and they start a relationship together. And um, Julia soon learns that Ross has gotten himself involved in a lot of, um, what is it, libertarian groups. So he's super adopted all these libertarian values, which are essentially like the government shouldn't have any control of what I do with my body as a human being. I should control that and the government shouldn't play any part right. whatsoever. It, it's basically very strongly like the government should have no involvement in our lives yeah. at all, basically. Yeah. So Ross's point is that he thinks things like marijuana and stuff like that should be legal because the government shouldn't have any say in what you put in your body. I'm not going to make a position. I'm not going to take a position on that. I'm just saying that's where he was. That, yeah, he was, he felt very strongly. Yeah, about that. that was that he had adopted that as like his entire personality, essentially. Yeah. So she discovered Wait, really all this. Quick. Yeah. When did this happen again? Do you know what year? It was in the 2000s, I want to say. The 2000s, okay. It was so in the 2000s. So not in today's world where it wasn't is legal. It was in like 1940. In... It was like... No, no, no. But it's not in today's world where it no. is legal in some states. So that's no. a, that's an important thing to remember because well, some states it is, it is legal now. But at the time... That is. At the time... Most of the story doesn't have to just do with marijuana. No, of but course. Yeah. But I mean, at the time it, it was... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like early 2000s. So fast forwarding a little bit, um, Ross wants to do more with this... Um, newfound desire that he has this newfound love that he has for libertarianism and so he wants to make a website where people can distribute drugs and stuff free from government control so essentially Jesus. yeah so he had to figure out a way to do this and he had programmer friends that he talked to about it. he was pretty decent at programming himself i think he actually programmed most of the website himself um, but he had some people help him out along the way and whatnot 
So he goes to these programmer friends and he's like, well, what can I do about this? And they tell him to use Tor. And Tor is an internet browser that you use to access the dark web. Yeah, yeah. So I learned that from Cal oh. watching the video game. Yeah, the the Markiplier playing oh, Welcome to the Game. Nice. Um, also, how do you spell Tor? Is it like T-O-R. T-O-U? Oh, it's not T-O-U-R. T-O-R. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. So um, you use Tor and is Tor, Tor is essentially... I think so. Okay. So essentially, I mean, I'm not going to get super into it, but the dark web is basically created by the government. I don't know if you knew that, but like, yeah, I, I, we can go into that another time. It's not part of the story. So anyway, so he, he figures out how to use Tor and ends up making this website and he's trying to figure out what he wants to call it. And eventually settles on Silk Road because it's supposed to kind of be a represent, like a um callback to the actual silk road which was in asia and it was how like trade routes like went from europe to china and like you know introduced buddhism and a lot of things to uh, okay yeah asian culture anyway so he calls it silk road and that's like the start of this website so he has his girlfriend julia his girlfriend julia is his first customer essentially so one day he blindfolds her and takes her to this apartment that he had been paying for outside of their regular apartment and in this apartment he had boxes and boxes of mushrooms and he was going to sell them on silk road and that's how he was going to get it started okay so he shows these to julia and essentially walks her through how to download tour how to get to the website how to buy something and she goes through all the steps and all the processes and he like shows her everything about and she's skeptical about it obviously right who wouldn't be yeah (laughs) it's like okay obviously you can get in a lot of trouble with this this is like this could result in bad bad stuff 100 percent. yeah so she doesn't love it um and eventually, I mean, I'm going to skip through a few things, but eventually gives him an ultimatum in their relationship and says, look, it's either me or Silk Road. Which do you want? And he chose Silk Road because this was at the point where Silk Road had actually already started taking off. So yeah. I kind of did skip over like after that, um, he made it live and did a couple of very interesting things. He went on to some, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was Reddit forums. I don't think it was 4chan stuff. It might've been one of those two, but he went on to forums on the internet um, for Bitcoin because his programmer friend had told him that Bitcoin is the way that he was going to make it non-traceable. Bitcoin was just starting to like come up, right? Yeah. Because that was a big thing is that he's like, how can we make this non-traceable? Because obviously if you're going to... Sorry, continue. Well, just obviously... If you're doing something already under the table, like selling drugs on a d- dark web website, can't you put on your credit card you, number? <laughs> exactly. So he was very much like trying to figure out like what's the best way to do this so that it can't be tracked back to me. And that's yeah. so Bitcoin is like a big part of it. Yeah. So was this before this was this when Bitcoin was cents, like Doge right now? Mm. Yes. This okay. was when Bitcoin was brand new. It was because people were okay. just barely discovering okay. like yeah. Bitcoin and the uses for it. Okay. So I think so he yes. actually what he did was he went on to Bitcoin forums and posted two posts. One of them was like they were both kind of cryptic to not be anything that could tie back to him. But what he he essentially was like, Hey, I've been hearing about this new website called Silk Road. Has anyone heard of it? Thinking about trying it out. And then posted like a link of how to get there. So it was kind of just like he was posing as a customer who had came across it on the dark web and was like, hey, has anybody used this? And essentially Instead both of being the, like, hey, go to my website. Yeah, <laughs> which, smart. Uh, so yes. essentially both of the um, posts were kind of that same sort of thing on two different forums. 
And that's what kind of kicked it off. So people started going to Silk Road and buying stuff. And it started, at first it started with Ross's mushrooms and then it went on to bigger things. Um, people were selling, you know, marijuana and whatever else. I don't know. Yeah. It got onto hard drugs, you know, heroin and meth later on. But um, that's when it kind of started to blow up. And so that's when Julia then gave him the ultimatum was like, okay, look, it's Silk Road or me. He's making bank at this point. Oh, of course He's he making is. so much money off this website, Kay. But you have to think, too. That's not even the most important thing to him because he's just, like, trying to, like, fuel his values, you yeah, know? right. Because, like, he didn't do it for the money. He did it for, like... The, not at these first. Are my, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another yeah. interesting part to it as well. So Julia leaves him because he chooses Silk Road and she moves to somewhere else. I don't remember the places and all this. Anyway. Again, details. That creates a problem because Julie is now somebody out in the world who knows that he started this website who is not him. Like, that's a problem because it's extremely illegal, right? So he starts working with actually somebody on the website who sent him a message. He goes by the name Variety Jones on the website. And he sends him a message and is like, hey, I essentially wanting to tell him that he thinks there's security issues and stuff like that and wanting to kind of help him to better the website. Kind of like a mod. Sort of. Sort of like a mod, yeah. So, essentially, their relationship develops and eventually they're talking back and forth like every day and Variety Jones becomes like his right-hand man on this website, okay? Okay. So... Oh, Sorry, we have to. We should mention too. What's I can't remember what Ross's username is. Ross's username. Uh, that's a good point. I think so. At the start of the website, he was going by admin. He was just admin. Right. But um, it was actually after he and Variety Jones started talking, and actually I'll get to that because that's okay. in just a second. Okay. So sorry, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. I don't know exactly timeline wise when this happens, but eventually there is a. Homeland Security agent in Chicago by the name of Jared Deryagian, who um, comes across a pill of, I think it's LSD in the mail. Just one pill in a, well, maybe like five pills or something in just an envelope. Weird. And he finds it strange, but can't really do anything with a couple pills in an envelope. You can't really start an entire investigation on that kind of stuff. So Can I mention he, something as well? Yeah. The reason... That it was suspicious to him is because it was like hand or it, it wasn't was printed. It was printed. Yeah. It wasn't handwritten, but I think that that was like the second one he had come across that looked similar. Yes. So that's when he was like, "This is kind well, of well." Actually, okay. So here's what happened. So, an an a, a customs agent at the board at the at the where whatever the mail off. I don't know. A customs agent came across the pill, brought it to his attention as the homeland security officer. And the problem was that that original pill was not addressed anywhere in Chicago. So it wasn't his jurisdiction to deal with it. So he right. couldn't. So he told him, he's like, I can't do anything with this, but come across something that is in my jurisdiction that's addressed here and I can see what I can do about it. Right. So a couple months go by and eventually that thing happens and he gets a pill in the mail that's addressed to Chicago. And so he's like, okay, I want to start like an investigation and see exactly what's going on here. Okay. So around this time, I, again, timeline might be messy. Don't at me. It's, it is what it is. I haven't listened for two weeks. Um, also, we're just trying to give you a basic story. Yeah. Like, literally go listen to it. I don't know it's if so anybody's going to actually go listen to it. You should. Um, but this is just to kind of blow your minds here. So around this time, Variety Jones asks 
um, Ross, who else knows about the site? Because this, you know, is can obviously be a problem. And Ross is like, well, there's the programmers that helped him make the site, which he actually had already told them that he gave the site away, so they weren't a problem. And then Julia. And so he and so Variety Jones is like, you got to do something to take care of that. Like, that's that's a loose end that's going to come back and bite you. So Ross goes to wherever Julia is. It's like somewhere it's a different state and goes goes to Julia and talks to her about it and actually tells Julia that he sold the site. And so Julia is like, okay, she had closure on that. She felt better about it. And that was that. And so at this point, Julia thinks that Ross sells the site while Ross is still making millions of dollars a month on this website. Right. So much Literally money. millions of dollars. It's, yeah. it's unreal. So meanwhile, back at um, Homeland Security, Jared Duryagin's trying to get a case set up and goes to the address that is that the, sh that the pill is addressed to to see if he can figure anything out. Okay. So he goes what, to what this. What kind of pill did you say it was? Like I think LSD? it was ecstasy. I think oh, it was ecstasy. yeah, something like that. Okay. Anyway, but something obviously yeah. not legal. <laughs> right. So he goes to the address and um, knocks on the door, and guy opens the door, and he says, "Hey, I'm looking for this person that this envelope's addressed to." Guy says, "I'm his roommate. He's not here right now." And he's like, "Oh, we just wanted to talk to him about this. Do you know anything about this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know all about that. Come inside." So he invites him in and tells him all about this website, Silk Road. And he had, Jared had never heard of it. And um, so he, he was like getting all this information and it baffled him that all of this was available just by a few clicks to anybody yeah. online. And so he, from, it, from, yeah, from that point, he was like, I got to put a stop to this. This is like, that became his thing he had to do something about it because he knows about it and it, it didn't seem like anybody else cared because how are you going to take down something that big it's just like impossible but also a lot of it is anonymous and it's so it's it's, it's, it's essentially it's, impossible yeah it's not an easy task but right. he he kind of became obsessed with it yeah he did he absolutely did so websites growing i this is where the story just, there's so many moving pieces that it's hard to keep track That's of what's going on. That's why there's three different That's parts That's why there's three it. different parts. It's, it's, there's a lot. Um, so essentially a lot of different policing organizations eventually decided they wanted in on this and wanted to try and take it down. And they all eventually became like competing agencies trying to solve this case. So Who some of them the were going, yeah, down yeah, road, some of them were going one way, some were going another, and there was not a lot of communication between them because every agency wanted the credit for themselves. Yeah. So, um, I think the way that Jared went about handling it was he was collecting a whole bunch of just anything that came through the mail that had the stuff in it, that had drugs and whatever in it. Um, well, did they say that he was just opening random packages or did they have a way of looking? They something? could know. You just feel it. And you can tell like, they're you not like bottled tell. pills. They're just like pills in a bag. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. yeah, you know, cause they're, they're sending drugs. Like, yeah. 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 Well, and also like you got drug sniffing dogs and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he collects a whole bunch of this evidence, whatever, and takes it to his supervisor and shows him all this evidence and says, let me open a case on this. And his supervisor was like, okay, yeah, like this, I understand what you're saying now. Because he couldn't take a bag of a couple pills to him and say, I want to open a case on this. That doesn't make any sense. But once he right. has. Once he has all this evidence, yeah. it's like, okay, this is way bigger scale. 
getting a little bit of ahead of myself um, because one of the ways that Silk Road got big was through a writer on a um, blog post called, um, it is called Gawker, G-A-W-K-E-R. Oh, okay. And he works for this publication called Gawker and he's like I want to do a story on this he reaches out to Ross directly um well he reaches out to admin Jesus. or yeah and has, it, says, has his name changed by now so maybe I'll get to that in just a second so he reaches out to him and says hey I want to do a story on this and Ross at first is like I I can't really do that I need to like give you need to give me some more time you needed to iron out some loose ends and whatever yeah. And the guy says, no, I need this story to run now. So you can either help me out with this interview or I can just write a story about it. And so he essentially, Ross does an interview with this guy and there's an article written about it. So that's when it kind of got like widespread attention because people like anybody, you have to download Tor and go to the deep web to actually see it. But anybody could go look at this article. Yeah. So it, it, it got big. So Variety Jones, Ross's right-hand man, also um, helped him out in that he said, I think what you need to do to help with anonymity still here is you need to change your name. And so um, they went through a couple of different names and a couple of ideas, and eventually they settled on the Dread Pirate Roberts, which is from Princess and the Princess Bride, um, which is essentially like a character in the movie who you never actually see, but essentially the character is just like somebody who you don't really know who they are, but stories about the Dread Pirate Roberts are passed down from generation to generation. Right. And so the name is passed on to people too, but you don't really know who it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And so that's why he took on that name was because that way he could kind of build up his credibility of, I sold the website. I don't know who the Dread Pirate Roberts is now, but yeah. it's not me, yeah. even though it was. So he changes his name to Dread Pirate Roberts and everybody enjoys that. Now there's a lot of stuff that goes on on the site, like drama and stuff on the site. There's scams with like people scamming and like deals and stuff. Really interesting stuff. I'm not going to go into that. You're going to have to listen to the episode for it's that. It's worth it though. It is very much worth it. So, um, man, there's just so much to talk about. Did, it's wild. Did you, did you want me to mention, well, I guess that might be later in the story, but like how the things that were being sold kind of got out of hand and what yes. it turned into. Yeah, why don't you, I mean, you can. It basically got to the point where um, people were trying to sell like firearms and guns and uh, Ross didn't really like that because he was mainly like, this is, I mean, he started it for marijuana and like shrooms well, and, but it just got. He started it as something for people who didn't want government hand in right. their business Right, but it, it kind of started getting out of hand where it was like, hey, we're going to start selling guns, and he did not like that. Um, One of them, I know either him or Variety Jones didn't approve of it, and the other one did. Mm, and so, yeah, so was, they kind of butted heads about that for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but that just shows you how crazy it got because yeah. it went from... It was bad. Shrooms and, you know... Marijuana. marijuana to heroin, cocaine, to guns, explosives, e yeah, things like that. Um, so all these other police agencies eventually start working on this case, and they're all trying to go their own way. So one of the police agencies decides to try to infiltrate from within. So they make a handle on Silk Road, 
and try to start um, getting in with the sellers on Silk Road to see what kind of information they can get. So um, they're they're kind of becoming close with all of them, and eventually one of them I creates a username. I don't I don't remember what the username is, and actually starts talking to Ross or Dread Pirate Roberts as they knew him because mm. they didn't know his name obviously. Yeah. Starts trying to talk with him and be friendly with him and get to know him. Basically posing as like, hey, I want to be a mod for you, basically. He was saying, so the way that he started it out was he said, I see the small scale you're doing on this website, and I think you could do a lot better if you opened it up to like larger scales so that these drug rings could also use this website. And was basically telling him to like maybe create a new website for like larger scale things. But that's how he was posing, and he was saying, I have connections in, like, Cuban drug gangs and whatever. Right. And so I so, I think that you could get a lot more money if you were to open it up to, like, big bulk stuff. Did, did his greed get him? Sort of. So, Ross was like, well, I like the idea of that, so let's test it out. Okay? So, Because I they, think he wanted to also, if possible change it so that he had a second website specifically for firearms because right. yes. I'm pretty sure it yes. was Ross that didn't like that it was firearms right. because he was like, if I can open up a second website, we can keep Silk Road as drug related right. things. And then this other one as, yeah, there was a the new name else. for it and everything. I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't either. So they tried this out and delivered a giant bulk crate of cocaine to one of the mods just to test it. Jesus. So the mod <laughs> actually lives in Spanish Fork. Utah. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. When he said that, cause he's, also, like, you have to think, he's Australian. Yeah. And then he's like, they sent it to Spanish Fork, Utah. And I was like, what the fuck? Bizarre, it's bro. so crazy. So they sent it to this mods place in Utah, but this police agency and the guy posing knew everything he needed to know. He knew the address it was going to, he knew all that. So they set up an operation to get somebody there. And of course, you know, take take this guy down and try and you know get some information that way so the story is more intense than the way i'm going to tell it but essentially the guy comes out gets the package um he looks at the package walks back inside um they think what's he going to do with it he might smell a rat or something like that he comes back out a few minutes later takes this big bulk crate and brings it back inside with him and that's when they go and arrest him oh i thought he took it to his garbage he did that's right because he or am I making that up? Because I thought what happened is he, like, opens the door, sees the crate, or the package, whatever it is. I, in my head, I was picturing it's it as, like, this, this <laughs> massive, like, crate. I don't know how big we're talking. But. but I thought that he saw it, went back inside, and so the undercover officers are kind of like, what's mm. going on? But then I thought he grabbed it and then went, like, to the side of his house and threw it in the garbage. He might have done that. He or am I wrong? That. No, I think you might you be have right. to, I guess you have to that listen to find right. out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So they get him, they arrest him, and they take over his account. So now they have access to an actual mod account on Silk Road from a trusted mod. Well, they give them an ultimatum. They're like, yeah. either you can hand over this account or... Serve. Was... Yeah. They're like, so you can either go to jail yeah. or give us access to everything. And yeah. obviously, right. why would you not just yeah. do that? <laughs> right. So they take over his account. Yeah, they gave him an ultimatum. Yeah. Yes. Gave him an ultimatum and took over his account. And um, they had Which, access to like the next <laughs> higher step in the chain of command. And there. they basically, didn't they basically say, you need to teach me exactly how you mm -hmm. talk and everything? Because mm -hmm. they, 
obviously don't want him to find out yeah. that they took over. So yeah. they're like, we need to know when you're active, what your normal patterns look like, right. basically so that they could replicate it exactly. Right. Yeah, because they, if, if they lose, if they fuck this up, then they lose them. Yeah. So skipping forward to kind of an important part in the story. Um, there's a lot of people who are trying to scam Ross because this is a big operation. And so there's a lot of people who think that they can, you know, scam him out of money and it is, they can, they, they, they do it successfully. And so eventually it gets to the point where somebody reaches out to him and he's, he's saying, you know what? I, I need this to stop. I need to put an end to this. What do you think is the ultimate solution? And eventually he turns to, I need to hire somebody to take him out. I need to hire a hitman basically. So he hires, he hires... What he thinks is a hitman. Ross? No. So. Um, no, Ross hires the hitman. Yes, Ross hires the hitman. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which ends up, it, it, the hitman that reaches out to him is the guy who originally created a username from the police force to get in and start like, so he reaches out to him and says, hey, I know a guy, I can help you out. Mm -hmm. So they go to the mod that they arrested in Spanish Fork. And they say, um, we need you. They they wanted to he, they wanted to take him out. Ross wanted to take him out because he thought that he was stealing from him. And so Ross was like, I need this guy. Dunzo, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Dunzo. So he the 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 police force guy that has been posing on the website is like, I can I can handle that for you. So he goes to the mod that they arrest and they say, I need you to put on this makeup and it needs to look like you are dead. And he had to send him a picture of it to prove that he, that he had killed him. Holy shit. So they make him do it. Um, they make uh, the, the mod just do it by himself with like his wife or something. Because they're not keeping him in custody at, the, at this point. Um, but they're like, I need you to get somebody to help you out with this and to take this picture. And so he had to do all this stuff and make it look like he was dead. And then they sent it over to Ross and Ross was cool with that. Okay. Holy so shit. This after that, that was the first time that Ross <laughs> ordered a hit. And notice I said the first time yeah. because it happened two or two more times. Like two more times. Two yeah. more times. Um, one time is with a guy who had scammed him on Silk Road out of like millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. And Ross was like, I need to take this guy out. So he takes him out and two of his like friends. But he order he he hires like a different hitman through the website. And um, thinks that they're dead, right? He gets the word from him and he thinks they're dead too. So eventually he ordered six hits on people. Oh okay. my God. We have information about the one of them that we know is not yeah. real, right? And the other, But there's other, there's five more that we don't really, we don't know as the outsiders because they were, they were not done through like the police force. The police force didn't know about it. So we it. don't know what happened. People could have died. Right. right. Oh my God. Right. So, yeah. So at one point, um, Ross is, okay, this is where it gets interesting, all right? I'm going to skip over As one thing. As if it's thing. not already interesting. Yeah. I'm going to skip over one thing that the police do with, like, a server in, like, some East European country or something like that. It's mm -hmm. it's a crazy thing. doesn't matter a whole lot to the story. It does, but not they to have, know what's So going all on. these police agencies have a debriefing meeting where they talk about all the information they've gathered, but some of them are still holding back information because they still want to be the one that solves the, the yeah. case. Yeah. And so essentially it doesn't really help. I'm saying essentially a lot. <laughs> it doesn't really help out a whole bunch in the investigation. So um, Ross 
decides that he needs to move away and start a new life for himself and kind of create a new identity. And he's got the money. Yeah. So, but he he's still, still wants... running Silk Road yeah. at the time, but he moves and creates a new identity for himself and gets an apartment that he pays for in cash and which sets is not up, sketchy at all yeah right sets up a new identity for himself that isn't super far away from his current one just so that he won't slip up if he has or ever has to tell somebody about it which yes. is smart you don't want to create something that's totally different from your life because then you have to remember a lot more mm, yeah so he orders fake ids off of silk road okay <laughs> so you're, d you're you're you dumb fuck well hold on Okay, so he orders some fake IDs. I'm just saying off he's putting Road. all his eggs in the basket. Yeah, yeah. He is. So he orders some fake IDs off of Silk Road and ships them to this new apartment that he's at. Right. He and ships them to his apartment. Yeah, which is already like get a PO box or something, right? Like I just if you're doing something like that, I wouldn't go on the dark web and order drugs and have it shipped to my house. <laughs> yeah, probably like, not. Why would you? <laughs> you get a on. PO for that. Yeah. Except for they can still track down who owns the PO yeah, box, but, but anyway. Still... So. Anyway, I don't remember how. Oh, I do remember how. So the fake IDs were in different envelopes and they were all printed, not handwritten, which Just like the everybody, all of the, all of the sellers on Silk Road thought that that was more secure because it looked more professional. When in reality, customs agents know that that's more sketchy because nobody prints an address on like a small envelope. And right. it wasn't like how bills come in the mail where there's like the plastic little see-through. The little window, yeah. It's not like that. It's literally like an it's envelope with like a envelope. printed label yeah. that you stick. Like it does look a little It sketchy. looks a little weird. Yeah. So they noticed that there were four different envelopes that all looked about the same, all addressed to the same place um, with the same handwriting. And it was all... Well, no, it wasn't handwritten, but they were all addressed to the same place and they were all printed like that. And he thought that was really strange. Mm -hmm. So he got a warrant and he opened the envelopes and found the fake IDs. Okay. So, um, that's, they, that's crazy. I mean, it makes sense that they do have to have a warrant for opening mail. Yeah. Cause right. it just gets law, but right. you know, something, something just as simple as like, you know, like opening a letter. Yeah. You'd go through a whole process to do that shit, right. which is great. But with something like this, they can expedite it. So it doesn't sure, take sure, weeks, sure. you know? So you think that Ross is about to get caught. He's in he's in hot water here. Yeah. So the officers go to his apartment where they're addressed to, and they ask him about it. And he's obviously, like, shaken about it. He's like, oh, what do I do? They didn't Well, they really... mentioned, he mentioned one thing specifically where he gets a knock on his door. He looks out and sees police officers. And, like, his stomach just drops because he's like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Thought it was over. Yeah. So he opens the door and he's trying to be cool about it. Yeah. And the officers... Which I don't know how you could, but... The officers aren't very worried about it because they don't see anything inherently, like, super bad about it. Yeah. You know? Like, it's fake IDs, but, like, kids use fake IDs all the time. It's not... It's nothing that's like, oh, this guy's running a billion-dollar drug ring on the dark web, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know. And so they take down his information. It's printed on as a fake ID yeah. on the back. It's like, I run a billionaire billion... <laughs> from drugs. <laughs> so... <laughs> They uh, they take down his information, have like a citation form or something, and they leave it at that, right? So, I believe it is Jared who does the investigation that is going to blow this wide open and is the most insane thing of all time. Okay. So, what? It's just so insane the what happens. It's bonkers, Because you... Dude. 
just I'll, I'll talk about it after because I don't okay. want to say anything. So we're almost done. I promise. I know this is a long episode. One of the agents, it's worth yeah. it. One of the agents working on the case wants to do some more undercover. Wants to do some work on it, but he's like, I have to. St- I, I have to go to the internet and try to see if I can find anything about this on the web. See if I can track down anything on the web at all. Okay. So he does a search for um, Silk Road. Okay, just as regular search for Silk Road. And it leads him to the original Bitcoin forum that Ross posted on talking about Silk Road. And he, because he did it by date and was like, I want the oldest information there is about Silk Road because that would probably help lead me to the creator. Yeah. And the or at oldest, least start, yeah. you know, you don't the want to get the oldest match stuff. he could find for it was those two Bitcoin forum posts that Ross made asking, hey, has anybody tried Silk Road? I've heard it's pretty cool and I want to try it out. And Ross had posted those under the username. Frosty? Frosty. Was it Frosty? It was Frosty. Okay. He posted them under the username Frosty. Oh. Okay. I don't know where that came from, but that was somehow impressive. my head that was, was like really Frosty. <laughs> so he posted them under the username Frosty. Okay. And um, knew that uh, this was a, this was a forum on the dark web. So, no, I don't think it was. There wasn't a lot of information that he could get about it, but he contacted the forum admins and was like, hey, can you give me any information about this guy? And they're like, oh, when he signed up, the email that he put was just frosty at frosty.com. So it was just obviously a fake email. There wasn't anything to go with it. Yep. They found that when Ross originally created that account, he had originally put in rossulbricht at gmail.com and went in like a minute later and changed it oh my god but they still had the information saved and they said oh yeah this guy like this is the email he originally put in so the agent had this name ross ulbricht but didn't really know what to do with it okay because you have to think he doesn't know anything he doesn't know that he's yeah the the person who created silk road that's like hey like trying to act like a customer he just gets a name and that's it he didn't like what do you do with that what do you do with it yeah so (laughs) they get together with with all these agents who are working on this thing and he mentions that he has this name ross ulbricht but he doesn't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. okay so somebody goes back and does don't a search. Don't they all kind of blow him off, though, where yes. they're like, yeah. Yes. They, they basically don't listen yeah. to him, and they are and all so, kind of like trying to follow right. their own things. So a couple weeks go by, and the agent, I think it was Jared Duryagian, does a search for Ross Ulbricht. And it comes up, because I think when it happened, he did the search and nothing came up. But a couple weeks later, he did the search and found that somebody by the name of Ross Ulbricht had been had been given a citation for fake IDs being sent to their apartment. And so all of this stuff lined up where he found the name, did a search, couldn't find it. In that time, the fake IDs were sent to him and the police officers discovered it and wrote that down. And then a couple weeks later, he searched for it again and now has the name Ross Ulbricht because of that. And so he's like, this is our guy. We've got our guy. He was positive. He's like, I know it's this dude. However... At that point, you have to prove it. Right. It, it's not It's not easy enough to just be like, I know you did this. Yeah. Because it's like, how do you prove it? So how does he go about proving it? I don't... The cafe. Right. So Ross had moved to LA at this point. Ross was in LA. Okay. okay? And we're getting to the, the little penultimate chapter of our story here. So Ross is living in LA and um, they... 
How do they find out? I think, and I could be wrong in this, but I think what they did is using, like, the mod account mm. that they had, like, seized. Yeah. They were, like, tracking any time that the Dread Pirate oh, was, was, like, online. online. Right. And so, because he, he was constantly online. Yeah. Like, he would log in and off all day right. because... I mean, and that's what you're doing when right. you're running that kind of shit. But they find right. out that he's not using, like, personal... Obviously, he's not doing it from his house. Right. But it's, like, all public Wi-Fis. Like, just random, like a McDonald's or, like, a library. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they basically plant this police officer who is in charge of the seized mod account at a cafe. Mm-hmm. And because something happens, but they found out that he, like lived near the cafe or something because it was like really close to his apartment like within walking distance so he would like take his laptop go to the cafe and then like log in and do stuff and then like go back home so they they plant i'm not trying to take over your story no you're good i'll take over back in a second they they plant this police officer and because they know that he's gonna go just based off of his patterns but the cafe's super busy okay super busy let me take over here okay so before this happened um, they, they eventually, they did figure out that like they had, they had Ross, they knew where he was. They had eyes on him. Yes. Right. And so they had set up a plan where they needed to get Ross's computer. But before this variety Jones had told Ross that he needed a kill switch on his computer. That oh, would yeah. essentially just shut down the whole thing with one key. Sure. So Ross had set this up as a, as a back. Oh my God. I forgot about this. And okay, set up I'm the sorry. kill switch. <laughs> okay. Set up the kill switch so that he could turn it off with one key. Now, the agents that, that were working is it, on it... Is it turn off, but it's also, like, destroy, right? I don't know if it's destroy, but it but shuts it, it down it, and his password is encrypted, so there's okay. no way to get into okay. it. Okay, yeah. So, they know that they have to catch Ross. They don't know that he's done this, but they assume he's got something like that. So they know they have to catch Ross with his laptop open and logged into Silk Road if yes. they want to get any usable evidence against him. Sure. Because okay. otherwise, what is it going to be? Yeah. It's... It's going to be a computer that they can't access anything on. So at this point, SWAT had gotten this information and wanted to send in a team. Before, really quick, they were worried he was going to leave. Remember? Because it was so busy. It was so busy at the cafe. And they were like, we don't think he's going to want to open up a computer around all these people. But at the same time, there might not be an outlet available. Right. Hold on. So what happened was... um, they were watching, so so the SWAT team wanted to just send in a team and get him, okay? Mm-hmm. All these other agents were like, you cannot do that because he's going to kill the computer and we're not going to have the evidence. And SWAT was like, we don't care. We've gotten information that people are dying. He's putting hits out on people. We need to get this guy right now. And so the agents went out and they went against the SWAT team. They set up their own plan oh, yeah, yeah. that they went rogue from SWAT and from everything they were told to do. They, they set up their own plan. If they so didn't... what they were going to do was they were going to catch Ross with his laptop open at the cafe. So they set people up there and were ready, but they noticed that there were a lot of people inside. So they were worried that Ross wasn't going to want to use the computer there. Okay. Which is fair, because if you're running a billion dollar illegal website, yeah. I don't think I would want to open my computer Absolutely around not. where anyone could just look over and see what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. So they see him walk in. And he is, he, he obviously just like basically walks straight back out. He doesn't want anything to do with that place. And so they're like, okay, we need to follow him. So he goes to a library that's oh, yeah. nearby, walks into the library 
And they're like, okay, so they've set their plan in motion here. So one of the agents was one of the ones that had a controlled mod account who talked a lot like the original mod and basically was there was the mod at this point. Sure. Right. And they they sent a message to the Dread Pirate Roberts and they said, hey, and he responded and said, hey, what's up? And he said, I need you to look at this information in this whatever server and whatever in order to get him on his computer and in Silk Road. So they know he's on there. Okay. So to force him to a open couple it up. minutes. Yeah. So a couple minutes go by and Ross says, all right, I need the password because he had given all his mods a password for when they're trying to communicate with him online to make sure they are who they say they are. The agent was 90% sure he knew what the password was, but he was not positive. He knew what it was, but it was in the moment where he panicked. Yeah, it's like, right. it's like when someone's like, Hey, name a color right now. And yeah. you're, you're woman, woman. They mentioned that he was like, I knew that information. I yeah. got it from the mod. Yeah. But in that moment I was so scared yeah. because yeah. if you, this is if, it. This if is you it. fuck it up, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. So, he sends the password and, it was, it, and it waits was very, for like the most grueling. It was very stressful because it life. took Ross a while to respond yeah. anyway. Yeah, it was like, and a, so he's like, like, "Did I already mess up?" And he's like, "I might have just screwed up the entire operation." Mm -hmm. Eventually, Ross responds like a minute later, says, "I'm in. What do you need?" Okay, and they knew this was their chance. All right, so we're gonna change our perspective from Ross's point of view. We're sitting at a table with our computer logged into Silk Road, and we hear a commotion behind us mm -hmm. in this library. <sighs> So he turns around and looks at it and it's these, it's this like husband and wife and they're like yelling at each other and screaming at each other. And he like doesn't do anything about it, but it captures his attention for a second. He turns back, his computer's gone. Okay. Oh my God. One of the agents had snatched the computer while two of the other agents posed as a husband and wife having a quarrel behind him. And he grabbed the computer so that Ross wasn't able to hit the kill switch and they had their info. So they had their guy, they put, they arrested him right then and there. Yeah. They had their evidence and one of the agents had to sit, they had like a mobile, like, um, a mobile van that was like equipped with all this high tech stuff oh, yeah, that yeah. they used to do like eight backups of everything on the computer. But they had to have someone constantly yeah. making sure that the mouse was being moved. They had so that to have the somebody didn't... moving the mouse so it didn't auto shut off. Yes. Oh my <laughs> so God. That's your job. Yeah. This is your job. You're going to sit here, <laughs> but you cannot let this computer screen turn yeah. off because if you do. Yeah. 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 So um, that's, that's how they captured him. Eventually he, they, they, they had their trial and um, they threw out all the evidence because they were actually never, they, they had all the chat logs, saw when he had ordered these six hits. They knew the one was false. They didn't know anything about the other ones. They did search after search, could not find any record of anybody being killed that would correlate with it. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know if it ever actually even happened. So they couldn't use that evidence in trial because they didn't even know if it, occurred yeah they right, didn't have right. anything to back it up right so it the evidence was admissible or whatever you call it. i don't know anyway so um the judge this is a long trial obviously and the judge is receiving like death threats from people because they're all these libertarian people who think ross isn't doing anything wrong per se when in reality and why are you judging on him on yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah and so um eventually um, trial comes to an end and the judge sentences him to life without parole. No, it's two, 
It's two consecutive, two consecutive life. life sentences. With oh. no and yeah. if you don't know, yeah. because it took me a while to learn, two consecutive means that they have to be served one after another. Yeah. Meaning it's not possible for him to get out. It's yeah. not that they're served at the same time. It's one life sentence and a second life sentence after. Yeah. So, so he's, he's not getting out. No. Um, you can go look up right now freeross.org. Actually, I might have just fucked that up. It might be served at the same time. No, consecutive means one after another. Okay, that's never mind what, then. That's what it means. <laughs> I was like, people are going to yell at me for this. <laughs> um, yeah. So our, our whole fucking Five 25 people. listeners. <laughs> there are, there are, there's a website called freeross.org that is entirely dedicated to getting Ross out of prison because they don't feel that he deserves to be serving this crazy. Cause it's a, it's a harsh. It is sentence. a very harsh sentence. I'm not going to go into it's the not, politics. <sighs> of it, but it's, yeah. I don't want to get into it either, but it is a, it is a harsh sentence Yeah, because he wasn't, he was not an old man. He was like, yeah. what, in his 40s? He, no. Oh, he was in his 20s when oh. this happened. He was in college. Oh, fuck. He was I a forgot. college kid. Here, I'll show you a picture of him. because I. Oh, he, I didn't even he, look him up. We've been I usually, talking about him for four or five I usually minutes. do. I usually look up, like, when the, the stories are told, I look up, like, the victims. You're going to be blown away then. You ready for this? Yes. You're going to love this. Let me make sure you send it to me. <gasps> oh, my oh, my God. He's a normal guy. Oh my god! He's just any other guy. No! He's just a dude. That's not who I pictured at all! Why didn't I look him up? I don't know. Wow. He's just oh a guy. Oh my god. He's like mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. He's maybe 24, 25, 26, around there. Oh, so, oh my yeah. god. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send that yeah, to you so you can post it. There's story. more to it as well, though. There's so much more There's information. There's so much more. Yeah, I know, you have our, all the story now, but... We've been talking about this for almost an hour, so... But the the Straight actual up. thing is literally... Well, we've been talking about it for like 45 minutes. If you've stayed through the, this and been interested, I don't blame you because it's fascinating. I promise you that you will love the three-part series Absolutely. of it. It is so good. It's Case 76. Look it up. It's very good. But it's it's... To me, what it, this is what I was going to say earlier. It's so wild to me that he was running this multi-billion dollar ring and it all came crashing down because he used his email on a forum and Unreal. then changed it's it to Frosty. Crazy. Like, the fact that that's, that one detail... There's there's so much luck in it, but there's yeah. so much... I understand. Like, if you're ever doing anything, like, you're fucked. But he like, probably didn't even think yeah. to not use his real email. And then afterwards, like, oh, shit. Wouldn't. That's It was the beginning of it. He didn't know how big it was going to exactly. be. Exactly. But it's just so wild to me that it's, like, this crazy thing. Yeah. But it all comes down to a Gmail Rosal account. for one minute. At Gmail. switched That's it. just so wild to me. Yeah. All right. Well, you and you can you guys can tell us how you feel. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. Follow us on Silk Road. And, Stop uh, it. <laughs> Uh, what are we peddling on there, Jay? <laughs> uh, well, we're, it's mainly just clips of Jared smashing, like with Bowser Jr. Oh, on Super I get Smash. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not any of that porno. Yeah, but stuff. I'm naked though. No, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nudie. I love it. So that it's got to be you, but you have to have like one of those face masks on where uh, it's like the zipper mouth and yeah, the eyes, yeah, yeah. and you're completely naked beside like a sock on your cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop. So you are silky no, me smashing on Silk Road. Yeah, good for you. And, and thanks yeah. for listening. Good for you. All right. Seriously, listen to it though. Yeah. Talk to us. Um, we... I want to hear your thoughts. Throw them in Discord. I want to talk yeah. about this. I when you listen to this 100%. episode, I will have a conversation with you. Throw it in Discord. We're going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to say this because we're committing to it. We are going to be doing episodes weekly again. Yep. So yep. yell this at us if we don't. It is a lot of audio. It is a lot of audio. 
But two episodes every Monday. We are gonna be releasing <laughs> episodes on Monday. Hold us to it, yeah. and hopefully, maybe we can do merch eventually. Hey, I like it. All right. Zippity zop zoo. Zippity zop zoo.